Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Go with me. Let's go over to Psalms 37 again. You're going to have to see this. I'm, I don't care. We already read it. You need it. Yes. <laughs> I need it. We need it. Psalm 37, verse 18. You, I want this in you. The Lord knows the days of the upright. And their inheritance shall be forever. What are the days of the upright? Days of inheritance. Yes. That's what he's saying. That inheritance is what is waiting for your days. The days that you haven't even arrived at, inheritance has already filled those days. Your future is a, day, or is a future of inheritance. Why? Their inheritance shall be, look at this, forever, 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 forever. You need to hold to that. What God has said to me is forever. What God's blessed me with is forever. It's not changing because something's pressing on me because circumstances are saying it's not working because it looks like it's not working. My inheritance is forever. This is called faith. Well, it doesn't look like it's working. That's why you need faith for things that haven't shown up yet. Things that haven't come into manifestation, it's because faith is called for. Well, I've been in faith forever. <laughs> Since it's an, it, since it's a forever inheritance, it's a forever faith. There's never a day that your inheritance starts showing up and you get to quit using your faith. No, a forever inheritance calls for a forever faith. Every day we release our faith. Every day we believe. Every day we don't back down. The path of the righteous goes brighter and brighter, not darker and duller. Why? Because my inheritance is forever. It is forever. And when evil days show up and wrong things show up, you have to talk to those wrong things and say, my inheritance is for you. This evil day, your inheritance is for the evil day. Your inheritance is for the day of famine. Your inheritance is for the day when everything's in place. Your inheritance is for every single day. Why? Because your inheritance is unchanging and it's unaffected and does not fluctuate by the times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as we were saying previously, anytime something shows up that does not reek or demonstrate your inheritance, you have to talk to it. Psalm 107 verse two, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath already redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Look at this. Who's going to have to do the saying so? See, God said he's already redeemed you from the hand of the enemy. Now you have to say it. It's not enough that God says it. It's not enough that God says, I have a home for you. It's not enough that God says, I have a business for you. It's not enough that God says, I have the right thing for you. I have a different future for you. You have to say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Can we say this? Let the redeemed of the Lord say what God says. Let the redeemed of the Lord say what God says. Amen. <clears throat> Whenever God told me he was going to give me Sister Amy Sipple McPherson's vacation home, I certainly couldn't figure out how he was going to do that. Because I 
with my husband's home going, there was such a financial demand put on me personally and with the ministry. I didn't even go there because I can't figure it out. And I remember one day I was trying to just calculate out just some general numbers that I knew. And while I was doing it, God spoke to me and said, all the money will be there. And he said, and I'm going to work a miracle for you. I can't calculate a miracle. (laughs) I can't, and you can't either. That's why you don't want to live your life based on a calculator. Because miracles don't calculate. Anointing doesn't calculate. The blessing button is not on your computer. It's not on your calculator. The blessing button is in you. Amen. When you're faced with a need, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This is why every Christian has the same inheritance, but not every Christian's life demonstrates that inheritance. Why is it? Because you have to answer the need with what God says is yours. You have to answer the need. I have a book called Answer It. And I talk in there about talking to the devil. That you have to answer the thoughts. But can I tell you this? You have to also answer needs. Amen. Just living in this life, needs are going to show up. Whether the devil attacked or not, needs are going to show up. And you have to learn to answer needs. When it looks like you can't pay for this, you're going to have to say, nope. My inheritance is forever. God has already blessed me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You have to answer that need with what God says. Therefore, this is a big thing. You have to know what God said. Now, that involves you have to have the leading of the spirit. Because you have to know how the spirit of God is leading you. You don't just go out and make decisions and say, I expect God to supply it. You have to follow the leading of the spirit. When God told me he was going to give me Sister Amy Silk McPherson's house, I didn't set my faith on it till he said it. Faith only works when you know what the spirit said. Amen. Listen, the Bible is God's general instruction to all of his children. But there are specifics of your life the Bible won't address. It won't tell you who to marry. It doesn't tell you what city to live in. It doesn't tell you what home to buy. That's why you need to learn to follow the Holy Spirit because he is the one that's going to tell you the specifics of your life. Amen. Every man could not have heard what God said to Abraham and make it work for them. That word was to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants. The Philistines couldn't hear over here God saying that to Abraham and say, I'm going to take that word. No, what's the spirit saying to you? Because you can't take what the spirit said to another man and make it yours. You have to know what is the spirit of God saying to you. Don't make a move until the spirit of God has made it clear what you should do. Now, know this. You don't follow the spirit by waiting for a voice. If you have peace, the Holy Spirit leads by peace. If you have peace about something, I'm talking about not peace in your mind, but peace in your spirit. That is the spirit leading you. Because sometimes you can have peace in your spirit about doing something when your mind is being harassed. Just go ahead and ignore the mind and follow what's in your spirit. Then you're following the leading of the spirit because the word says that they shall go out with joy and be led forth with 
peace. So don't wait for a voice. Don't wait for something spectacular. If you have peace about doing something, that is the spirit leading you to do it. And when you have peace about something, when opposition shows up, you go, no, you don't, because I had peace about that. Nope, you're not going to trouble me. I had peace about doing that. I can't tell you the number of times I've had to tell opposition. I've had to tell troubling thoughts. No, I had peace about doing that. I was right in doing, making this step. So all, it will come to pass. What God said will come to pass because I'm following peace. I had to answer the need. Why do all Christians who possess all the same inheritance not enjoy it? Because they have not learned how to answer the opposition with what belongs to them. You have to say to that need what God said to you. Amen. Amen. It'll come to pass. You know, I've waited on some things for 30 years and I'm still, I'm still holding to it. You say, well, if you haven't arrived, listen, I can tell whether I'm on the right road or not. I don't change roads just because it seems like it's taking longer. If I'm going to travel from Oklahoma, from California to Virginia, which I've done part of it by air. I mean, I, I flew to Oklahoma so I could drive to Virginia. You go, really? Yeah, family vacation. <laughs> so I flew, to, I flew to Oklahoma, picked up my family, and then we drove to Virginia. What if I say, you know something? I've been on this, wrong, long, this road a long time, and we're still not arriving. That doesn't mean you're on the wrong road. It means you've got a distance. You've got something that's waiting on you. Now, don't misunderstand me. If you do the same thing over and over and over and it's not working, you need to, you need to evaluate that. But just because something's taking time doesn't mean it's the wrong road. You have to know what the Spirit said to you. I don't, if, if I know in my heart that I'm following what the Spirit said to me, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how long it takes. What if Jesus would have said, I've been waiting too long for my earthly ministry to start. 30 years, 30 years, he was raised in the home of a carpenter. And as he got old enough, he was helping in that carpentry shop. He wasn't born to be a carpenter, but he did it for 30 years. Looks like he's on the wrong road. He's not on the wrong road. He's just staying with it. He's just staying with where God put him until the time comes. Because I guarantee you, there's always a time that things start showing up and things start manifesting. And if you're not careful, the devil will try to get you off the right road try, because you, you don't want, like being patient for that time. But if we will not faint in due season, in due time, we will reap. Amen. Hallelujah. So what am I trying to say? One of the most important things I could say to you is this. When a need shows up, tell it what God said. That's the way that you're going to experience the inheritance that's yours forever. Is that you have to tell the need what God said to you. Jesus talked to the tree that would not supply. You're going to have to talk to things. I drive down the road talking to things. I walk through my house talking to things. When things try to trouble me, I say, no, I know what God said. I mean, it looks like things. I mean, there is no way I can calculate the things that God said he's going to do. I have no way of figuring it out. There's this building we we're going to pay off. How are we going to do that? I don't know it. I just keep saying it and I keep giving toward it. Just like you. I'm not going to limit God because I can't calculate it. I've got other things 
paying off. How's it going to come to pass? It's far beyond your income. I don't know. That's not my job. My job is to say to the need what God said. That's my job. My job is not to bring it to pass. My job is to speak to the need what God told me. And don't get off of it just because the calendar is clicking by. Don't let the calendar turn you stupid. Just because time passes, God didn't change what he meant. So many times people say, well, I heard God say something, but it was like three years ago. So what? If he needs something new to say to you, he'll say it. And if he hadn't said anything, you go back to the last thing he said and do that. Amen. I remember when I was 17, I was sitting in my bedroom at home and I said, God, where do I go to college? And he told me, go to Oral Roberts University. I wasn't saved at the time. I got saved two years later when I was 19. Here I am almost 20 years old and my life is off course. I didn't go to ORU when he told me to uh, for different reasons. And so uh, after I got saved, the first thing I thought of I know I'm out of the will of God. I know I'm not living where I'm supposed to be. I know I'm not in the school I should be in. And I thought back, what's the last thing he told me to do? And he told me to go to Oral Roberts University. So that word still stood. I go back to that. And then then I fulfilled that. And from then on, he directed my life. Just stay with what God tells you to do. It doesn't matter how long the calendar clock's by. Now, don't misunderstand me. Sometimes people can be in disobedience for decades. And then they try to go back and recapture some things and some things are lost in that. I mean, you can't go back and fulfill certain things, but God will direct you even at those times. Amen. But otherwise, whatever he tells you to do, just stick with it. It doesn't matter how long it looks like it's not working. Just stick with what God says. Amen. Tell the need what God told you. Hallelujah. Now, Um, my husband and I have had many times that we, uh, got to do this. I remember, uh, one time God said to me, I have another house for you. We were living in a home that we owned. He said, I have another house for you. From the time he said that to the time we found it was eight years. Now, see, if you don't know something about God and walking by faith, it says through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. When he said, I have another house for you, I didn't go out the next week and try to buy it. I'm following the leading of the spirit pertaining to what God told me. I don't try it. When God says something, I don't in the flesh try to make it happen. I follow the leading of the spirit for him to help bring it to pass. So when God said, I have another house for you, uh, we didn't we didn't put our other one up for sale. We're waiting for the leading of the spirit. It was eight years before we found the next house. You say, why so long? Because it takes time for us to get to the place where God can get us to the next thing. He's waiting for our faith to grow. Why does he tell things to us so far in advance, giving you the opportunity to feed your faith? So that when it comes time, your faith is ready to move with it. If you don't feed your faith and it comes time and you're not ready to move with it, you can, you can, uh, You can miss out on some things God has for you. So when God says something to you, don't be concerned about when it's going to happen. Just be interested in feeding your faith for it. Just be, be occupied with being ready for it instead of when it, when it, when is it going to happen? So many people are wanting to know when's it going to happen. Just feed your faith. 
just keep growing, just keep maturing, just keep developing. Amen. And so after eight years, we found this house. Um, There were several stories in connection with it because my husband said, I'm not going to pay the price for that house. And I said, do you agree that this is our house? I knew that it was our home. Jesus stood by my chair one night in our family room and told me that was the home. So see, I'm not just randomly grabbing a home. I'm following the leading of the spirit. So whenever, uh, whenever, uh, the home came available, uh, my husband and I were talking about it and he said, I'm not going to pay that price. You know, the people love getting a good deal, (laughs) but you know what? I like getting a good deal, but I'm not going to forfeit what God said just to get a good deal. And so Ed didn't agree on the price. And I said, well, do you agree this is our house? And he said, yes, I agree this is our house. Then I, then I said, then you must agree with the price because the man's not coming down. Yes. If you don't agree with the price, you don't agree with that this is, the, that this is God's. Yeah. Amen. So anyway, that was a whole other story. <laughs> finally, God spoke to my husband and he finally agreed to pay the price. And then we got the house. But before all that happened, <laughs> we'll not go into the, the, the husband wife thing today. <laughs> but while that home, when it first came on the market, there was another offer that someone else had put in to buy the home. And I knew that they, from what I was told, they were offering full price and Ed wouldn't offer full price. So if you're the seller, which one are you going to take? Right? You're going to take the one who's offering full price. Well, I knew that. And, but I knew this, I can't get into strife with my husband or there's no way God can work for me. So I just stepped back and I said, God, I've said all I can say to help reason this out. (laughs) And so now I'm just going to leave it in your hands. So one day I'm having, I'm having a a time with a prayer group and we start to pray. And the Holy spirit said to me, come with me. I want to show you something. And I found myself lifted up and I was hovering in the kitchen of that home that we were interested in buying. And at the table was sitting this man and who was the seller, the owner of the home. And he had two contracts in front of him. The one that somebody else had put in at full price and our contract that was not at full price. And I heard the spirit say to the man, take this contract. So I'm in pointing to ours. So the spirit allowed me to see that, that transaction in the spirit realm. So I'm thinking he's going to come back and he's going to say that he took our contract. He took our offer. He came back. He took the other offer. <laughs> so Ed and I are real happy with each other. <laughs> I said, well, I told you they're not going to come down. They don't have to come down when they've got a full offer. So it's put into escrow with the other people. So the devil banging on my head, doubt, unbelief. Why? Trying to get me out of faith. If I get out of faith, then even God can't help me. So all these thoughts, all these thoughts, all these thoughts coming. And, uh, it, 
You know, in the United States, most escrows, the time of, per, you know, that you're working out all the details to purchase a home, is somewhere around 30 days. This one was 60 days. 60 days of the devil banging on your head. 60 days. And the devil's saying, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know what I'd say? God said he had another house for me. Jesus stood by my chair, told me that was my house. The Holy Ghost said to me, he showed me the contract. They'll take my contract. The Holy Ghost said it. The next day, that is not going to come to pass. And I mean, you can feel that house slipping from you. You know, you and I'm talking about in the natural, you can feel like this is not going to come to pass because, you know, if they, it, the, the other people are going to get it. And the devil, that, that push of, you, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. And I just, I would just say to it, no, God told me he had another house. Jesus said that was the house. The Holy Spirit showed me the contract that he favored. He pointed to it. When the Holy Ghost points to something, it doesn't care. It, it doesn't matter what other men point to. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I got to do this. One, two, three, four, five, up today, 56, 57, and uh, people, a certain, certain friends of ours knew, how's it coming? How's it coming? It's, a, it's coming to me. It's a coming to me. It's coming to me. That's how it's coming. It's coming to me. And... Uh, Somebody said, well, I heard everything's on course, you know, for the escrow to close with the other couple. It doesn't matter what you heard. It doesn't matter what you heard. Because I've already heard. I've already heard. I've already heard. See, faith believes that everybody changes but God. Faith believes every circumstance changes but God. Faith believes every condition changes but God. You have to, when you're faced with a need, you have to tell that need what God said. And you don't just do it once and you don't just do it for the first week because you're all excited. And then after you don't feel any anointing after on the second week, you still have to do it because faith is a lifestyle. It's not a moment. It's a lifestyle. It's not a moment. You have to have a lifestyle of talking to needs, telling those needs what God said, talking to those needs about your inheritance, not trying to flip over into getting your inheritance, but you re realizing it's already mine. It's already mine. It's already mine. Healing is already mine. Provision is already mine. Victory is already mine. Circumstance, my victory is already mine. I'm not trying to get it. I'm not trying to earn it. I'm not trying to coerce it from God's hand. It's already mine. He's already already blessed me with everything that heaven itself enjoys. I tell you what, you have to be a talker. You not only have to learn how to talk to God, you have to learn how to talk to needs. You have to learn how to talk to the devil, not to the devil in conversation, but you talk to the devil in authority. So day 58 was a Sunday. I'm walking out of church after preaching and I got a phone call from my real estate agent said, did you hear? And I said, no, I didn't hear. And they said, uh, the other escrow fell, they fell out of escrow. And there's a whole nother story connected with that. Two days before that 60 day escrow was up for 58 days, I stood my ground for 58 days. And I tell you what, the devil 
if he could have gotten me to back down, if he would have gotten me to say something different or wish I didn't have to deal with this anymore. Some people just want relief. I just don't want to deal with this. Listen, if you're going to press on in the fullness of what God has, you're going to have to face things. And if you're going to complain, you're not going to make your way to the end. If you're going to gripe and wish I didn't have this, I'm just tired of dealing with this house issue. If I would have just said, I'm just tired of dealing with this house issue. I could have stayed right where I was at. I owned a house. But I wouldn't have had the more that God had. One victory is connected to the next victory. And don't you forget it. It matters how you finish a situation because that determines how you start the next one. Whenever I've hired people, when people have come on the staff in years past, and if they work for someone else, I said, you're not just going to walk away from your previous job. You're going to finish that job outright. You're going to give them proper notice. You're going to make sure that who replaces you has proper training because the way you finish a place is the way you're going to start with me. And I'm not going to have you finish wrong because if you finish wrong there, you can't start right with me. I tell you what, there's an honor to this, to this life of faith. Amen. And it matters that we don't just let go of what God said just because we're tired of it. Just because we're tired. If we're tired of it, it's because we're not answering right. Every time I answered the need with what God said, I got fortified. That word stood up on the inside of me. That word uh, charged me up spiritually. It didn't tire me to answer with the word just because there was repeated opposition. Every time you put the word in your mouth, it charges you up to keep going. And if you're tired of what you're facing, you're not answering right. Amen. God has shown me things about the future of this ministry over 35 years ago. And I can't tell you the number of times the devil said nothing's changed in 35 years. It doesn't matter what the past 35 years are. God showed me and it will come to pass. And every time I say that, something on the inside of me, my faith stands up. My faith gets fortified. Amen. I don't tire of answering needs because I'm going to lay hold of the finish of it all. Don't be a complainer. Don't find fault. Don't be someone who does, I just want this pressure off. I tell you what, if you'll speak the word, the word will remove that pressure. Lay the pressure on the word. Quit trying to fulfill it yourself. It is no pressure to just remember what God says. It, it causes, when you speak the word to, what, to, to your need, it removes the pressure off of you and puts it on the word. Amen. When you say what God says to your need, you get stronger, not weaker. You get more joyful, not complaining. You believe it more. You don't start doubting it. Amen. Your need is calling for something. It's what God said to you. It's your job to speak what God said to your need every day. Continually, however often you have to do it, every time a wrong thought comes, say what God says to your need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.